Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And this is Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products produced and packaged in the USA. And today's episode is also brought to you by Milkies. Milkies makes handcrafted keepsakes for your breast milk, a lock of hair, or umbilical cord. And we will hear more from our sponsors later, but right now, Diane has our review of the week. Yes, this comes from Stephanie Ramirez, and she um, sent us an email through the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast at gmail.com. And this was from last month, and she says, Hi, Abby and Diane. I found your podcast like two weeks ago, and I've been hooked. We've been in our breastfeeding journey for eight months yesterday, and it hasn't been easy, but it's been so rewarding. I was lucky to birth my baby in a baby-friendly hospital, and the nurses were critical in jump-starting our journey. We struggled to latch right from the start. I was told it was because I have flat inverted nipples and was given a nipple shield. I know many moms are against nipple shields, and I was told that I should just stop because if it's too hard, it wasn't meant to be. I, like Diane, have a spiteful streak and pushed through the early days, even though the cracked and bleeding nipples and tearful nights. When my son was two months old, I went to see our IBCLC, but she unfortunately was out sick that day. I wasn't turned away, but I was seen by someone who wasn't certified. I was still having latching issues. The two pieces of advice I was given was to lose a nipple shield and to nurse my baby in the football hold. My son was already 24 inches and 14 pounds. She and another woman literally had to help me hold my son in the football hold, and her advice was to do this by myself at home. I was so discouraged, disgruntled to say the least. But as I said, I'm spiteful and stubborn, so I pushed through. Finding your podcast has validated the parenting choices I've made and has empowered me to continue doing what I'm doing, which is co-sleeping, breast sleeping, nursing to sleep, nursing for literally anything. After hearing Abby's breastfeeding expedition, because that's what it is, I'm confident my goal is to continue breastfeeding into toddlerhood. I love this podcast so much. You two are absolutely my people. I can't count the number of times I yell, what, when you share the bogus information advice that moms are actually getting. I share this podcast with anyone who will listen to me talk. I share this with a doula friend of mine who hosts fact-based birthing classes, and I get giddy with just the thought that more mamas, especially new mamas, finding your podcast and being validated in their own journeys. I'm still working through all of your episodes, and it saddens me that I'll catch up one day and I'll have to wait a full week before my next dose. Keep being amazing women and keep being badasses. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for sharing it with other mamas because that is that is really how the, the word gets out there, you know, like that, that's how it gets out by other mamas saying, Hey, listen to this information. But this is like, this is what it's about, right? Like just digging your heels in and saying that I need to, f I, I'm going to figure this out no matter what, this is my baby. This is what I want for us. And I know my choices are valid and that's amazing. That's what it's, that's how it should be. I remember when everything was going wrong with Jack in the beginning and, you know, working to figure it out and working really hard and wanting it so bad, not really understanding why I wanted it so bad. Um, and then later on, after it worked out, I was like, God, what came over me? <laughs> like, what? I was possessed for I've a minute I've never, there. like, I've never, like, worked so hard at something. I've never been so, like, you know, yeah, like, motivated to figure something out. I didn't even know, I'd, you know, what, what comes over us. I know. And it's that like it's that mom instinct that just kicks in. And it's amazing to me that like we know it. Like we know it's like sitting in the back of our head, like we know it, but then we still question it. You know, like we still kind of question that 
I really feel like the right thing to do is to just keep my baby really close and breastfeed him whenever he needs to breastfeed on demand. Any peep that he makes. Is that okay? Do you know how many moms ask me like, is that okay to do that? Is this okay? Well, yeah, because we have a society around us and trusted people telling us that it's not okay. Right. And all of these things telling us that it's not okay. So of course we're all in like doubt of our own instinctual voice in our head. So, I mean, the fact that people can listen to a podcast with two voices of these women, me and Maniac you, ladies. <laughs> Maniac ladies <laughs> that are just like out here yelling on these, you know, and feel validated. Like, I mean, I feel like, okay, you know, I got up in a pretty cranky mood today. So I feel like, all right, maybe this is my path in life, you know, is to yeah, make sure all these mamas are validated and take it and spread it around because that is helping everybody else. Yeah, you got to spread it around and you have to do the work and you have to do the work for yourself and you have to do the work for everyone else because no one's going to do it for us. It's clear. It's clear. They've given us the information that we need. It's not going to be done for us. No one's going to help. We have to do it ourselves. Right. Yeah, that's it. So send us your reviews, send us your thoughts, your journey, whatever. We love to hear about it. You can put it on iTunes because that is really helpful. You can also put it on, you can send us an email or put it on Instagram or anything like that because we get them. You know, we get them and we save them. I print them out and I save them and I use them for reviews of the week. And we'd love to hear your journey though, because it makes everybody else just feel that much more motivated and validated. So thank you. Thank you very much. And we are going to do, uh, we've, it seems like all the sleep, sleep stuff is a big deal, right? Like it's a big deal. We can tell. <laughs> we can tell by the downloads that you like the sleep stuff. Yeah. And we know, cause that's usually what it comes down to, you know, like whenever I see families, their biggest thing is like, well, we want to be able to, you know, how can I give a bottle? How can somebody else give a bottle so that mom can sleep so that I can sleep so that everybody can sleep? Like that's when is the baby going to sleep longer? When's the baby not going to wake up as much at night? When is the sleeping going to happen? Like, why are they breastfeeding all night? Why are they breastfeeding all night long? Like that's, you know, so we're going to talk more about that today. Yeah. And you said that you, you, that you, we get a lot of questions about nighttime just about what goes on at night. And a lot of people are con- concerned about the nighttime because it is, you know, all we want to do is sleep. And then the baby is sometimes sleeping and sometimes not sleeping. And then the routine changes and it's like, what should I do? Should I be getting up to pump? Should I be waking up the baby? Should I, you know, like what should we be doing in the nighttime? Cause the nighttime is different. Mm-hmm. It's totally different. Yeah. You know, you have, even when you're, even when it's, well, I guess right when you have a brand new baby, what's daytime and what's nighttime? Nobody knows. <laughs> True. <laughs> but like eventually when, you know, people are trying to sleep at night and you're like, and your baby is just like, I still don't know what nighttime is mm-hmm. or daytime because they don't know. And then what do we do? And milk supply, your milk is different at night. It is different at night. Right. And. And, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound like I am not being empathetic to this at all. Because we've all been there. I mean, you know, we've all been there that have kids. Nobody's had a baby and has slept through the night. Like, you know, eventually you do, but not, you know, for a while. So we've all been there. But we know going into having a baby that sleep is going to be disrupted. 
I mean, we know that going in. So maybe if we talk a little bit about like why this happens, then that might be a little bit helpful. But one of the things I hear so much is, you know, moms come home with their babies and I ask them like, how's the baby feeding or what's happening? And they say, well, the baby's got their days and nights mixed up. Yeah. Almost like that's a surprise. And it's like, but they're not mixed up. The baby doesn't have any idea what day and night is. Like, that's not a mix up. That's not like, oh, gee, I'm confused today. Like, it's they have zero concept of what is going on. I mean, they're brand new to the planet. They have no idea. <laughs> you know, like, it's they have zero circadian rhythm. All they know is that it's freaking scary and they want to be by you. Yeah, that's all they know. That's all. They, they don't even know that you're a different person. They're like it's loud you're just out an here. Exten- yeah, you're you're just an extension of their being. If you're, you know, if you're not near them, it's kind of like whoa, 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 something's not right. Part of me's gone. Not that anybody has any baby has these conscious thoughts, right. but they don't know that you're a separate person. They think that you're just an extension of their existence, and um, if you're not there, that's really scary. And yeah, it's really chaotic and it's really overstimulating after being in the womb for however long they were in there. Right. Where everything was like cushioned and quiet and muffled and cozy and warm. And now it's like cold and I don't know. It's overwhelming. Just completely, completely sensory overwhelming. Yes. So we're going to talk about why these little babies are up at night, right? Or why they want to feed at night. And then as they get bigger, why they still want to feed at night. (laughs) And what's the deal with your milk? What's the deal with our milk at night? Because it's different. Our milk is different at night. And it's different in a good way. Right. And people probably don't want to hear that. But it is good, different in a good way. So your milk at night is higher in melatonin, which is going to help them sleep better. And babies don't have, like, we have melatonin, but, like, brand new babies don't have, like, their brains are not making melatonin yet. Right. They're getting it from your breast milk. And it teaches them when they're, like, you're helping them with their circadian rhythm when you breastfeed them at night and giving them that melatonin. That is helping them. So the night feeds are really important. You know, I mean, we want... They need that. They need to have those night feeds because it helps them to develop a circadian rhythm, kind of like develop, you know, get their melatonin and it helps them sleep better. So research that they've done shows that mothers that are breastfeeding actually get more sleep than mothers that are not breastfeeding. Oh, that's very, yeah. That's There's a lot of studies around that. Um, Dr. Nobody James wants to Mc- admit to that. But. Well, Dr. James McKenna does the research too at, you know, at Notre Dame. He does the mother-baby sleep laboratory. And, you know, his studies find that um, people that are breastfeeding through the night and co-sleeping, which just fatili- facilitates better nighttime breastfeeding, get more sleep. And you're, and you're like, of course, you're like, no, well, that's not happening in my house. <laughs> Because it doesn't feel like you're getting more sleep. Right. But you might be getting more sleep than other people because of that. Right. And I think people it's think- still not as much as you want. Right. It's but not. that will come. And I think people think it's not, they're not getting as much sleep because like, they're like, well, if, if I wasn't breastfeeding, somebody else could get up. And it's like, well, that might be the case, but that doesn't mean you're still going to, your baby's still going to get up. So how are, are, are you like, you're still going to wake up. 
Well, I feel like that goes along with the whole with the whole thing where no matter what problems we're having, we blame it on breastfeeding, right? Right. Yeah. Like this isn't working out. There must be something wrong with breastfeeding. There, you know, there must be there's something wrong with my baby, so there must be something wrong with my milk supply. That's not a feeding problem. The fact that your baby's waking up at night has nothing to do with breastfeeding. I mean, it has everything to do with breastfeeding, but it's not a problem. It's like not it's not a feeding problem. It's not if you stop breastfeeding, your baby will still wake up because they don't know how to sleep for long periods of time. Right. They just don't. They're not able to. And babies, I mean, babies sleep the majority of the time. It's just in very small increments. But it is very vital to their well-being to wake up. Absolutely. Yeah. Their brains are not ready to be sleeping for a long period of time, which is why things that are designed to keep babies sleeping longer are a SIDS risk Mm -hmm. because they are not supposed to be sleeping that long. It's not safe for their brain. It's not safe for their, for their bodies. And this is why they're constantly waking to feeding. They're keeping them in a, in a shallow sleep, you know, waking frequently is what's that's, the safest thing for them. Right. That's normal. They're designed that way. They're wired this way. Yeah. And that's, I mean, they weren't, they were not wired to come out sleeping for eight hours. And anybody that tells you, oh yeah, my baby slept eight hours as soon as I brought them home from the hospital, either they don't remember or they're lying because it just doesn't happen. No. And some some babies do sleep longer than other babies. Right. But they're not going to sleep eight hours uninterrupted from day one. Right. That's not going to happen. Or they're not, they shouldn't anyway. You shouldn't let them do that. That's not okay. Right. So, so what do we, so what do we do about nighttime? What's so the, the, the other cool thing too, well, well, also let me pop this out there, is that milk in the evening is higher in tryptophan, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that also helps them with brain functioning and brain development and sleep. So there are reasons why your babies want to breastfeed at night, evening and nighttime. I mean, it helps their development. And prolactin levels are higher at night. Right. Prolactin levels are higher overnight. So once you hit like that overnight, like that after midnight, your prolactin levels are higher. And like midnight, you know, over over the overnight phase Mm -hmm. um, to the early morning. And we know that prolactin is what increases milk supply. So a lot of moms that say, why am I leaking at night? I wake up in the middle of the night, like in this puddle of milk. Like, I mean, if that hasn't happened to you, you're pretty lucky. It doesn't mean you don't have a good milk supply. Yeah, don't no, get, let's not go there. But that is the reason why that happens is because your milk supply kicks in more overnight because your prolactin levels go up overnight. And yeah. And so, and then, and we also know that the more frequently that you're emptying, emptying your breasts and the for, more frequently that you're feeding, the healthier milk supply you'll have long term. Right. So the more that you're feeding at night, the more that you're, you know, and you have these higher levels of milk at night because this is when your baby's going to be feeding more. Right. It They're gets just through the night. Just designed to do that. Yeah. And this comes up too, right? When you've got like an older baby who is just like distracted all day and not breastfeeding and mom's freaking out because it's like, oh my God, my baby's gone all day. He's not eating, he's not eating. And then you're like, well, what happens at night? Oh God, they just feed all night. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I, so, you know, 
they're probably getting the same amount of food as before. They're just so happy to be alive that they can't eat during the day because it's too exciting and they're getting it all at night. I just had this happen too. So one of our mamas, actually, it's one of our listeners that I did a consult with um, just the other day. And the baby is at that distracted age. And she thought, you know, he was kind of going through like a nursing strike kind of thing. And um, it really comes down to it sounds like he's more just so distracted during the daytime and feeding more at night, started feeding more at night. And she's like, you know, he's up like, you know, like every hour at night wanting to eat. And she said, she goes, I just brought him in bed with me. She goes, even though that's kind of against what everybody else told me to do, I just brought him in bed with me because it was just too hard to keep getting up and going to get him. And I was like, no, that's the right thing to do. Like, you're going to get what she goes. Oh, I'm so, I feel so much more rested in the morning now. I just keep him with me at night and, you know, then he can eat. And I'm like, no, that's but of course, you know, like, you know, she got pushed back from family. She got pushed back from pediatricians, you know, like, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. So is she supposed to put him in another room and, and just get up every hour and go get him like or leave him to and not or not get up. Right. Like, just leave crazy. him alone crying. That's what people, that's what, I mean, there's actual like doctors that recommend crying. Right. Out. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. You know, and her instinct told her just put him in bed with you and let him eat and do your thing. And I'm like, he's just th- developmentally, this is what's going on with him right now. It's not wrong. It's not like, you know, and he's getting what he eats. Cause the first thing people think of is, oh my gosh, if they're not eating on a regular schedule during the day, like they have been for several months, are they getting what they need? Right. And I think the important thing for people to realize is that like your baby at like four, five, six months when they start getting into these phases of like teething and distracted and, you know, like doing all these different things developmentally, there's so much going on. They're learning how to roll. They're, you know, like they're starting to sit up more. There's so much happening for them. They are going to let you know if they're hungry. They know. Your baby at that age knows. So just trust them. And follow their lead. That's all you got to do. Just trust what they're trust what they're doing. They're not an infant that you need to say, okay, I need to make sure you're eating because you don't know that you need to eat. Your baby at four or five months old knows when they want to eat. And they'll make up for it if they're not doing it during the day. I mean, it's just, they just will. How about we take a break for okay. some sponsors and... Come back to this in a minute. Absolutely. Sounds good. Today's episode is brought to you by Milkies. Breastfeeding might seem like it goes on forever, but before you know it, this time will be over. Someday it will be a distant memory. What if you could preserve this precious time in a personalized memento? Milkies jewelry is handcrafted by an artist named Cassia. Just a few drops of your liquid gold undergoes a unique process of preservation and then made into stunning keepsakes such as the Unity Ear Studs, Over the Moon Necklace, or many, many other styles. That can be seen at milkies.us. Cassia is a breastfeeding mother herself and passionate about our choice to breastfeed whenever, wherever, and however we want. Besides your milk, strands of hair and umbilical cord can be incorporated into your jewelry. Your order can also include a birthstone and a personalized engraved tag. Your intimate relationship immortalized in a keepsake, the most personal jewelry you'll ever own. Each piece tells a unique story. 
Visit milkies.us and enter code BADASS in your shopping cart to receive a $15, to receive $15 off your purchase. And I have some jewelry from Cassia and it's beautiful. She's really talented. So check it out. Milkies.us. Use code BADASS. 15% off. And today's episode is also brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products produced right here in the USA. Are you sporting a wild hairstyle in quarantine? Most of us are. The classic (laughs) hair gel is made with apple and apricot extract while hydrating with cucumber, securing even the most elaborate hairstyles. I use it to tame my frizz and flyaways. And the classic styling balm is made with shea and cocoa butter uh, that provides a long-lasting hold and ideal for styling curls. And it also is uh, great for mohawks and other spiky hairstyles that you want to stand straight up like my kids do right now. (laughs) And I don't have to worry about them slathering this all over their hair and getting it all over their hands and whatever they're doing, what I'm just like, oh my God, just entertain yourselves. But I don't have to worry about like the chemicals and what are they rubbing around on, on themselves. They can just have some fun. All of Original Sprouts Sprout products are paraben and phthalate free vegan and cruelty-free. Their proprietary formulas contain nourishing extracts from fruits, vegetables, and flowers that the whole family can enjoy, made for babies, perfect for grown-ups too. Check out the entire line at originalsprout.com and use code BADASS for 25% off your order. Originalsprout.com, code BADASS, and 25% off your order. So take advantage of that before you can't anymore. My husband uses that gel. Oh yeah? yeah, yeah, I've yeah, I, yeah, I love I the love whole line. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, the whole line is great. Um, so you can find all of our sponsors and our the promo codes and the links can be found at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Um, over there, you'll also find our uh, breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and for each episode, you can click on it, scroll down, you'll find the show notes, you'll find the sponsor information, you'll find. Further information of things that we talked about during the episode. Um, and also on badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you can find information about scheduling your very own lactation consultation with Diane, which sounds like some of you are doing. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, you can also scroll down to the bottom of badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and enter your email address, and we'll send you the um, episodes right to your inbox. Can't get any easier. I know. And today's shout out of the week is. Well for Culture. This is Indigenous Wellness, Ancestral Foodways, and Movement as Medicine. This is a beautiful um, account on uh, Instagram focused on Indigenous cultures. It's uh, There's recipe ideas. There's pregnancy and breastfeeding information. There's like, you know, health information, health and wellness. This is really awesome. They've got, you know, movement information, food, they have workshops that go on. I highly um, encourage you to put this in your newsfeed. It's well for culture. And um, that's all I got. Check them out. So one thing I definitely want to make sure that we talk about with this today, and this comes up all the time. If your baby starts sleeping through the night don't get up and pump. And I I think that this is where it's confusing, I think, to a lot of families, because 
if you know your your baby's getting up during the night and everybody goes oh that's a great time for your milk supply to stay nice and you know high because of the prolactin and definitely you know it's a good thing if your baby is up and feeding through the night and you know you're going to have this great milk supply and then all of a sudden your baby stops waking at night and moms go, oh my gosh, now I have to keep, do I have to keep getting up and pumping? I know. They're like, Diane and Abby said it was really great. My baby has to have this breast milk. What's going on? <laughs> like, so the difference here is, and I have explained this to a lot of people. So if you're like wondering about it, you're not the only one. The difference is if your baby is sleeping through the night on their own, we don't like do what your baby's doing. You know, do what your baby's doing. Sleep if your baby's sleeping because your baby is getting the milk that they need and they're sleeping. And and that's fine. Your supply is going to acclimate to what the baby is doing. If your baby is waking up during the night to eat and you are not, you're letting somebody else feed them, you're not getting up to pump, you're ignoring that, that is where it's detrimental to your milk supply. But if your baby is sleeping, we want you to sleep. If your baby is waking, unfortunately, you should probably wake up too. Well, and it's normal, mm-hmm. you know, because is, I think yeah. people worry that I think the big thing comes from like all this message that your baby's supposed to be sleeping 12 hours through the night, you know, at this super young age. And people are, you know, they're like, I can't, of course, the desire to get sleep and the and the frustration with being awake is very normal. And I hear that. And I, you know, the thing is, is that we keep getting these messages that a a baby that's waking frequently through the night isn't normal, but it is. That is wrong. It's wrong that there's something wrong with your baby. It's wrong that there's something wrong with breastfeeding. It's wrong that there is, you know, a feeding issue that this is normal. So just we just we just want you to have the right information, the information that you're getting that there's something wrong. That's not the right information. And if your baby is doing something different than somebody else's baby, that's okay, too. They all do that something is. different. It doesn't like if for people to say, oh, your baby should be sleeping this many hours by this age. That is not right. That is not accurate. Right. I mean, you just you have some kids. I mean, like, let's, for example, let's take Exley. You said like it doesn't matter when he goes to sleep. He is still up early. Like that is his MO. That is the way he is wired. And that's just how it is. You've got some babies that sleep really well. And you've got some babies that are a little bit more, you know, a little bit more high, not, I don't want to say high strung, but maybe a little bit more sensitive to sleep. They might not need as much sleep. They might be able to just kind of get up and, you know, be ready for the day very early. Right. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong there. There's nothing wrong with them. It's different personalities. Everybody's just like adults. We don't, I don't sleep the same as my husband at all or anybody like, or I've got a sister that doesn't have to, you know, that doesn't sleep as long as I do. Me, I can't get enough sleep. My husband, he's fine if he gets like four or five hours. He's like, I'm good. I'm like, really? Because I'm like half in a coma still. That doesn't right. mean something's wrong different. with anybody. It just is the way we are. And babies are the same way. Yeah. Yeah. So follow I mean, there are there is times. So what's the what's the what's the recommendation then? Because if your baby your baby can sleep a little too long in the beginning. Right. Like a newborn. If a newborn comes comes home and it's like they're sleeping and it's been like four hours, five hours, I would wake we're going to give them a little shake, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
And it's okay. Don't worry. Don't panic. Oh my God, my baby. Just wake them up. It's like, wake them up. They're, you know, they just forgot. They're just, yeah. they're new. They don't, they cannot function on their own. No. And babies this also, is why you're here. Right. And babies also like in the first couple of weeks, like they don't know that that sensation they're feeling is hunger. You know, like they don't yeah. know that they're not born with like, oh, I'm hungry. I'm tired. Like they don't know those sensations. So this is a brand new world for them. We can't even like express that enough. So you kind of have to be the one to be like, all right, he's not waking up. Let me grab him up, change a diaper and make sure he's fed. That's all. Like, just like you would if you had a toddler and they they weren't eating. You're going to be like, oh, come on. Let's come over here and let's eat something. Yeah. Good luck with that. I know. Right. At least you try. So what kind, at what point, what age can we stop and just let them sleep? Usually after the first couple of weeks. Like if your baby is like waking or you're waking your baby during the day pretty frequently to feed. Like if your baby is, you're feeding your baby on demand during the day, they're eating every couple of hours, you're just putting them to the breast as they need it. And by the time they're like three, four weeks old, five weeks old, if they want to sleep longer at night, that's fine. They're gaining weight well, that's fine. Leave them alone. You don't need to keep waking them. If they're gaining well, you're feeding them a lot during the day. If you're letting them take these huge long naps during the day, then they probably will be up more during the night to feed. Babies will make up for the time. So when we say like, okay, you know, because a lot of people want numbers, right? We're in the society mm-hmm. where everybody yeah. is like, I need to know like the numbers. Right. I need specific numbers. Right. I need specific care. numbers. So in the beginning, the first like month or two, we want babies to eat anywhere from like eight to 12 times in 24 hours. Some babies, it's a little bit more than that. Some babies, it's a little bit less, but average eight to 12 times in 24 hours. It doesn't matter when in that 24 hours, as long as it is happening. So if you're letting your baby sleep half the day, then they're going to probably make up for it overnight. That's all. So wake them, you know, make sure that they're like eating every couple of hours. And then at nighttime, if they want to sleep a little bit longer, once they're gaining well and they're back to birth weight, then, you know, they'll probably, they might go four or five hours overnight, but then you've got some of those babies that still will just be up every couple hours. That's yeah, their thing. Well, it's normal. I mean, in the beginning, I don't remember being able to count how many times he was eating in a 24 hour period. Like he was just on, I didn't either. they're both yeah. just mm-hmm. on my boob all the time. Yeah. They yeah. were just there constantly. And, and I didn't either, but there's a lot of moms who have like the apps and, you know, really keep very close track yeah, you don't need to do that you don't yeah you don't breastfeeding I, worked fine before apps came out <laughs> we are just very like, like structured just keep them there because if you if they just keep them latched on most of the time they will which is hard i get it but if you just keep them latched on it's great for your milk supply and it's great for them to just you know they'll just start eat they'll just be eating constantly and it's really it's i mean it's so hard because we're we're telling you to go against what society is telling you to do. Right. And I know that that's really difficult. Part of me wants to say, we're in a freaking pandemic. Where are you going? Lay on your couch with your baby. Like it just, it's, you know, know work. but it's like, it's so frustrating because people go, well, the baby shouldn't be on the breast all day long. Yeah. That's garbage. It's like that's they want to be close to you. Yeah, you don't need to. What you don't need to do is be like getting up and doing dishes and cleaning right. the house and, you know, making sure that everybody is, you know, everybody's, I don't know, you know, that you're taking care of everybody. 
Like you, you don't, you just need to be nursing your baby. That's your hard work. That's the hardest work you'll do. And we live in this culture that's so like, you know, work focused that if you're sitting on the couch, it's like, well, you're not working, you're lazy. No, right. you're doing hard work. Just feed your baby. That's all you got to do. Right. I mean, and Someone I know else that- can do the dishes or not. And people want that really structured, like, you know, I need to do all these things. I'm on maternity leave. I'm going to do all these things. But like your your job right now is to just like make sure that your baby is is feeling nurtured and connected and you're doing lots of skin to skin and you're doing lots of breastfeeding and you're recovering because that's a big deal. You know, I mean, it's, it's just it's important. It's really important. We don't need to worry about the fact that like, oh, okay, the baby ate just, you know, an hour ago. Why they? Why would I need to put him on the breast again? That's going to cause him to be, you know, too connected to me or too spoiled or oh, I don't God. know what people are saying. I can't even. I know. It's all nonsense. But, and we kind of got off on a tangent, which, you know, big surprise. But the bottom line is like at nighttime, your baby is breastfeeding for a reason. They're not doing it to torture you it's a there's a reason for it and your milk is specifically designed for those night feeds so it is really important for them to have that that milk yeah it's not wrong there's nothing wrong with them there's nothing wrong with you try to co-sleep try to you know do the you know there's all the safe co-sleeping guidelines that we that are on our website that we can put in the show notes they're everywhere if you haven't heard them on our show yet i don't know where you've been this must be your first show Uh, which is fine welcome welcome Um, but there's very very you know bed sharing and sleeping with your baby is totally normal it is a human behavior it is it facilitates fantastic breastfeeding your milk supply will be great um it is it is you know it's also it's also uncomfortable sometimes because you have to lay in the same position all the time so you know, stick a pillow behind your back or between your knees, you know, try to do different things to help yourself get comfortable, you know, so that you can get some sleep too. But overall, you will definitely have better sleep. You just will. Yeah. It's just easier. And any, anything that comes up for you, definitely, you know, let us know. We'd love to hear it. But thanks, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.